In the summer of 1981, Ronald Reagan was in his first term in office, and Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer were preparing for their wedding, when a series of jewel robberies rocked the fashion world. But this wasn't a plot by common thieves or pickpockets, nor was it the work of organized crime or gangs. Instead, these crimes were committed by the victim's own brother. Today on the podcast, Nikki Holiday and the Great Muppet Caper. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. I am Claire, and joining me as always are my fellow True True Crime aficionados, Brad and Tammy. Thank you, Claire. It is nice to be back. Um, it is a sad, sad crime, really, that we have to talk about today. It's not a murder, which is interesting, but it is a crime nonetheless. We're going to be talking about a jewel heist. Which sounds fun on the surface, but, you know, that's a lot of money. I know Brad said it in the cold open that uh, we are talking about something that rocked the fashion industry. I will say as well, being a London native myself, it it, I, it rocked my childhood. And oh. I remember this when it oh, happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Hearing about it. Because obviously, I grew up in London, and you hear all these stories, you know, about crimes going on in London. You've got Jack the Ripper, you've got Nikki Holiday. This is just stuff you grow up um, hearing about. So I was kind of excited to do this week, seeing as we did an American crime for you guys last week. Brad, do you want to tell us a little bit more about this crime? All right, well, yeah, we're going to be talking about Nikki Holiday. So what we've got going on here, it's what he's been convicted of is stealing diamonds and jewels from his sister, Lady Holiday. So this is a family issue. This is the kind of thing that, it's only because of the scale of the personalities and the value of what was being stolen that we would even know about. Yeah, especially here, like like Claire's saying, especially all the way in the States for us to hear about something from the 80s like this, it was was really just the, the dollar value of it. Right. So what we know about Nikki Holiday, of these of these two siblings, Lady Holiday, first of all, has a title. I don't know why Nikki Holiday doesn't have a title. We don't hear anything uh, about Lady Holiday that she was married. Um, we don't know that that there's a it's it was Nikki's brother. This is this is a sister. So why does she have a title and he doesn't? That's a huge question for me. Um, Maybe it was a self a, a, a given name, like her name is Lady, her like her, oh. her first name, you know. So her, some people call their kids Duke, you know. Oh, I mean, but I feel like I don't know if 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 you're British and you give your child the name Lady and you're wealthy, I feel that's that's an implication. So that's a True. huge question yeah. for me, um, and I couldn't find anything about that. We also know that Nikki is is an American. So was he what's what's the family dynamic? It's it's one of those things it's kept very hush hush. I I can't find a thing about their actual family and upbringing. Lady Holiday was uh, obviously famous for she's the, at the time was the world's premier fashion designer. Um, was very famous and very um, known for her being very well-spoken um, English accent. So I I don't know because I couldn't find any information on this either, whether it was, you know, that was actually part of her kind of public persona was this accent and they'd moved over from America at some point and... Well, ours, I don't know. Is, was I, Nikki, uh, was 
Was he raised in America? Was uh, was he shipped off to school? Is he a child from a second marriage? Where's Lord Holiday? What happened to him? We know yeah. nothing about this family of aristocratic monsters. But we do know is that um, Nicky Holiday is apparently, uh, he squandered his half of the inheritance. He was labeled uh, by his sister, mind you, as a uh, playboy sponger, uh, parasite. Uh, irresponsible. Irresponsible. He had wasted. He had apparently lost all of his money and came crawling to his sister um, for a job, and she gave him a position. So, uh, props to her. Um, but even on uh, his door, um, she put uh, "irresponsible parasite." That was his job title, apparently. Yeah, that's pretty kind of passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So there's. I, I feel like that's just aggressive. I don't think that there yeah, was I'm any thinking maybe any passive, passive aggressiveness about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, this yeah. was a different time. You know, it was the '80s, and uh, we didn't necessarily. We didn't have the means, or I don't know, maybe the 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 lack of civility to really put these uh, um, these high up aristocrats under the microscope as much as we would now. Because mm-hmm. um, this shit, yeah, we would really know got all social media or the the press, yeah. you know, to this extent yeah, now that absolutely. You, I mean, now the you know any of the um, you know the, the the English aristocrats you know sneeze and you know about it exactly. <laughs> you know, so you know everything that's going on. There's this was a different time, uh, but clearly there is a really messed up family dynamic going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know, and I'll I'll say too, it's just like like you're saying, we don't really know a lot about their history, which I think is by design. I a- after all these crimes have come out that we're gonna talk about what Nikki had actually done, I I feel like Lady Holiday, to keep her fashion line in order, to make sure that her company was not touched by... It was a huge scandal. She, she kind of tried to brush it under the rug. So that's right. probably why we don't know a lot of what happened. We just know kind of the bare minimum on this one. Another thing mm-hmm. that's never really touched on in anything I've seen is this uh, the baseball diamond. Yeah. Um, because guess what? Diamonds don't appear out of thin air. Uh, we can only assume that this was uh, stolen from somewhere. This yeah, was this is like this diamond was, trade. <laughs> oh yeah, this was this was some colonialist um, aberration oh, that yeah, led to this. For sure. Like you don't just happen to have uh, one of the most uh, valuable diamonds in the world. So yeah. I, you know, I, mm, I, I would. You should like say to this was the this. fabulous baseball diamond as well that Nikki Holiday was most is most notorious for um, attempting to steal and like the the fabulous baseball diamond is kind of you know up there in in terms of value of like the star of Africa and a lot of the other famous you know, huge diamonds and yeah it's it's very there's not any information like Brad was saying about how this family acquired this diamond right. how they necessarily acquired their wealth i mean we know lady holiday um, got a lot of it from being a fashion designer, but she did have a a considerable inheritance. Both her and Nikki did. Yeah. So, yeah, so and, there's a lot of questions around that. And, and and she was smart in the sense that she took her inheritance and that's what she put into like her fashion design. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, just this this whole line of of fashion that she was known the world over for. But it's because she started with money. She had this huge right. inheritance mm-hmm. to go for, it. and. And while we're going to be talking more about this, uh, the fabulous baseball diamond, 
Nikki was already stealing from her. He was stealing yeah. jewels at every chance he got. And when I look at the full picture, I'm just like, I wonder if the, those were like practice for him to see what he could get away with and mm-hmm. how to get away with stealing from his sister and working his way up to, to this big prize. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and also, it should be noted that Lady Holiday definitely knew that he was stealing from her. He, he, she, he knew that she knew that he was uh, taking her car without permission. That he, I, this was he was. She was fully aware that things were going on that were shifty. Um, she just didn't seem to be aware of the jewel heists. Yeah, she was very open about, um, you know, how he, you know, sort of her disdain for him. I mean, it's so open that she, as we said, she put it as his, right. his job title. Yeah. So I, um, I think there's a huge question there as, as to, like, how much she was aware. And if she was just uh, giving him these these positions and payments and letting him use her car um, for the purpose of avoiding scandal. Yes. Or, um, yes. or you know, wh- wh- how much she knew. I think there's a question there. Yeah, yeah, I think she knew more about her brother, but I will also add, he did not work alone. He yes. Three of her models, uh, Marla, Carla, and Darla, all worked along Nikki Holiday on, on all of these. Um, every time he stole from her, as far as jewelry is concerned, these women worked with him. So I don't know. I think she knew about Nikki. I don't know if she was aware that her models were also working against her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and these were her three top models that she yes. worked with all the time. This, you know, the stars of her her shows. Yeah, and we've we've been able to see like uh, fashion runways video footage um, from her shows, and these were these were the top three ladies. They were the ones that um, opened and closed her fashion lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all came to head um, in again the summer of eighty one in New York. Uh, Nikki Holiday uh, stole stole jewels right off Lady Holiday's neck. She he was wearing uh, like a domino mask and an all black outfit. Well, and he was also there was witnesses who said um, who were there. I found this little tidbit which I thought was quite interesting was that he would get um, one of his things he would do uh, his modus operandi would be to get near the 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 scene of the crime to steal the jewels. He would wear a disguise, um, usually someone that would be quite inconspicuous that you wouldn't suspect um people said he was actually disguised um with with glasses and a cane almost like a a blind man so he could get to nearer to the site to mm-hmm. actually um carry out the heist i thought that was quite interesting right. yeah um we're, we're what we know about the the new york um uh, diamond heist is that uh yeah he was dressed as a blind man across the street to where lady holiday was then he threw off the blind man disguise and was wearing just the black suit with the the domino mask mm-hmm. and um snatched uh snatched the diamonds from her and then took yeah. off yeah he was, yeah, it was really a brazen yeah. crime yeah absolutely yeah. I, and I, I mean, love this that isn't there was two like a, a sneaky crime, not sort of sneaking, you know, them away, like stealing them in the dead of night or anything. This is like literally daylight robbery. Just the fact that he had two disguises for this. Um, yes. <laughs> and one was just a small mask and she didn't recognize her brother because it happened very fast. Um, and then he disappeared. And so seemingly he came to the US just to steal the diamonds from her and then went back to the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is 
unnecessarily uh, a crime for money as much as it, it's personal. This is a very yeah. personal series of crimes. Yeah. If it could be flying back and forth from the United States, you know, from New York to London, um, he's clearly still got some money, some means. Um, and he was, he did live, uh, even though he had squandered, as we said, most of his inheritance, he did live like a relatively charmed life still. Um, yeah. He went to a lot of social clubs um, with with his sister. He was seen at like the Debone Club, um, I think he was a regular at, um, along with Lady Holiday as well. So he still had money. So yeah, he wasn't doing this, you know, fully for the money. It was, yeah, there was definitely... Yeah. It was definitely personal. There was some kind of contempt there for his sister. Absolutely. So, yeah, then at this club, the lights went out and uh, a uh, diamond necklace was stolen from Lady Holiday again. Right again, off right her, from neck. her neck. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. While everyone was there. Yes. Yeah. Um, we later uh, know that the way it was stolen was he actually took it from her and handed it off to one of the models who walked away with it. So, right. so just really brazen and didn't have it on him at the time because he, he was able to hand it off real quick. It, I don't think he would have been able to get away with any of this without the assistance of the three models. Correct. No, no, definitely not. Um, this is also where we probably need to mention uh, the reporters involved in uh, finally cracking this case. And that's um, how we know so much about this case. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the little we do anyway. Yeah, so a pair of twin brothers, uh, Kermit and Fozzie, they, they were actually in New York when the first uh, jewel heist happened. Yes. And they'd only—they'd actually only just started working. Right. The uh, the newspaper they worked at, which was the Daily Chronicle, I believe, um, as investigative reporters. So this was right at the start of their career. They kind of, you know, cracked this case open. It was like right. a big a big get for them. But they originally they were there near the scene, and they missed yeah. it completely. And they were trying to track uh, Lady Holiday down to help solve the case to get their jobs back. It's really interesting. They were in the club uh, when the diamond necklace was stolen from her neck, and they actually took a photo and had evidence that uh, Nikki Holiday and the models were the ones that stole the necklace, uh, but mm-hmm. the film was exposed and ruined. Well, this is what we've heard from the, uh, so, you know, th- this is what has been said, is that nobody's seen this photo because... They, you know, it's claimed that it was destroyed, but the photographer that they worked with um, on the Daily Chronicle did take this photograph, and supposedly it got destroyed um, by being exposed. But nobody has seen this photo. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much I trust this photographer because he's he's a real creep. Yeah. He's a real yeah. creep. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, because there's when, a, when... There's, this guy's really shady. I mean, looking. I mean, you look into some of the, as we said, you look into the past of some of these. Um, the people involved in this case, but like particularly this guy, there's, I, yeah, there was a lot of strange stuff I found. Yeah, this, the, the, if if you guys ever look up some of the some of his other uh, photographic work, um, his body of work is quite disturbing. Um, yeah. it yeah, seems to be so. all feet and chickens. Yeah, so. it's yeah, real yeah. weird. It's just I, kind of like mm. there's definitely like hints of possible bestiality going on, which is, is very creepy. I don't yeah, like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, it was really just luck that he got this photograph at all, if Absolutely. it even existed. <laughs> so. Right. Lady Holiday had hired a, uh, a new receptionist, uh, Miss Piggy. She had dreams of becoming a model, and 
was happy to start at the bottom. So understandable. So we've got Kermit and Fozzie, brand new reporters, just trying to get their job back. They show up to talk to Lady Holiday to try and get some information about the original um, stolen jewelry in New York from her. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of how terrible reporters they were. They actually met Miss Piggy and thought that that was Lady Holiday, which was just a cluster. So there's a reason they were fired. Yeah, there was a reason they were fired. And it's so funny that we also we should say that she did play along with this. I think maybe because, you know, if you if someone mistook you for your your hero, then you might want to play along with that, you know, because we know that um, she was a huge admirer of Lady Holiday and, you know, as we said, wanted to get into modeling for Lady Holiday as as well, but was happy to start at the bottom as a yeah. as a receptionist. And and because she had done like small time modeling in the past, she Miss Piggy was very attractive um and through working for lady holiday and kind of stringing along these two reporters she also of course met nikki Mm -hmm. nikki fell head over heels for miss piggy immediately yes he was smitten yeah uh, by all accounts which we've had uh again with um with uh, information that came out later you know this did not go down well with um the the three models that he was working with right uh, because obviously this might might compromise the whole thing he needed to be focused on you know their plan to do this jewel heist this huge jewel heist for the um, fabulous baseball diamond and you know this was kind of getting in the way that he fell this was not part of the plan he fell head over heels for this receptionist also i i again i don't think you can ignore the the uh the angle of, of class in this. Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, Miss Piggy, uh, just a common person. Lady Holiday looked down on her. The models looked down on her. Again, Nikki Holiday um, immediately in love with her. So uh, you yeah. really have to wonder, like, there are a lot of dynamics at play here. But we will... So in researching this, it was interesting because he did... It's well documented how he, he really just fell for her right away. And yet... I think also at the models pushing, he framed her. He frames yeah, Miss Piggy yeah. for the uh, jewels stolen at the nightclub. Correct. And when we say he framed her, I mean she was she was locked up for. This. She was arrested. Yeah, she was arrested, right. charged, locked up for this crime at at the at the fashion show. Uh, um, basically, he set up a situation in which Miss Piggy would have to go on stage as one of the models, and he planted the diamonds uh, he planted the necklace sans diamonds on her mm-hmm. so uh yeah he kept the diamonds right of course and this led to miss piggy being arrested for stealing the diamonds and one of the things we should say is obviously nikki um had this instant attraction nikki holiday for miss piggy but at the same time getting into this kind of strange love triangle at the time miss piggy also had this almost immediate attraction to um, to Kermit, one of the investigative reporters, investigating this whole case. Yeah, yeah. I, and honestly, that's in some ways. I, I mean, we're not going to get off on a tangent and talk about their love story, but it really kind of saved her because yeah. she was able to have someone to confide in and to be on her side and to help her figure out what was really going on, who framed her, and. At the end of the day, I mean, they're Kermit and Fozzie, 
terrible reporters. Uh, the photographer Gonzo, terrible photographer. Yeah, mostly However, just like these guys yeah, got this they, huge case crapped. Yeah, but they really did at the end of the day figure out what happened and save the day. So, um, Maybe uh, yeah. we can go into that a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will say I think I think we can all agree Miss Piggy is the only innocent in this story. Oh, for sure, <laughs> yeah, for sure, of course. yeah, by far. Back to this uh, creep photographer Gonzo. Um, he was hiding under a table to take pictures of knees. Uh, uh, do with that what you will. Um, and he he was not charged for this, by the way. This is something that repeatedly came up at this time. Like he was known for this. I, well, no charges I think, against this guy. You know, much like pedophiles, uh, you know, uh, join the Catholic Church to get a free pass at children. Um, I think there's a chance that maybe um, Gonzo got into the career of a uh, uh, press photographer uh, t- to take creepy photos. Yeah, yeah. He, everything I read about him, I was just like, this guy is such a creep. Yeah. He's Ugh. a fucking yeah. creep. But he overheard Nikki Holiday and the models discussing stealing the great baseball diamond from the Mallory Gallery. Just, again, just like this dumb luck that these guys have. Yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, and you also, mm-hmm. let's let's not notice, um, so Miss Piggy has been arrested uh, for this crime. At no point do these reporters uh, go to the police with this information. No. no. Uh, instead, it's all about them um, and their careers, and they want to solve this mystery to get their jobs back. If they had failed, Miss Piggy would still be in jail. Yes. Yeah. They got lucky more than anything. And, and I will say this, it wasn't just them. Uh, Miss Piggy, she did do something illegal. She got herself out of prison. Uh, she escaped. But, but she, I think it's because in the back of her mind, she knew like, okay, I've fallen for this guy, Kermit. However, I do not think he's handling this appropriately. I need to take matters into my own hands to get myself out of this mess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she escapes and she really is kind of the the full force of, of what took down Nikki and these models. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, but, I mean she... She was very, very, um, uh, yes, very industrious in her escape and her sort of the way she took him down. We sort of heard like bits and pieces from eyewitnesses at the time that, um, shortly after her escape from, from, um, from the prison, um, which was around the time that this robbery, um, robbery was taking place for the, the fabulous baseball diamond, that, um, she actually stole a vehicle from a gentleman. So oh, well, she yeah. stole a couple of vehicles. I believe it was like a concrete mixer. Mm-hmm. And then she actually stole a motorcycle um, just to try and get back to, to stop right. this heist. Yeah. Well, of course. Um, because also, uh, Kermit had impersonated her lawyer um, to go yes. into the jail to see her, to let her know what was going on. Um, so uh, this also means that she wasn't having an actual lawyer visit her. Great. Um, because uh, this asshole decided he was going to sneak in and just give her a heads up. Um, so obvious. So I completely understand her breaking out and trying to uh, oh, yeah. resolve because uh, she has been nothing but abused at this point. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even. It, it, you know, as far as we know, she wasn't given any rights in the prison. Like no. she no. wasn't offered a lawyer. She wasn't offered a phone call. Well, she didn't need to be offered crazy. a lawyer. Her lawyer came. Well, true. Yes. That's uh, that's again. That's Kermit screwing her over. 
So, yeah, um, if she wasn't going to have actual legal representation, um, I understand her escaping to make sure this got resolved, because otherwise she would have been left in the dust. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because apparently it was all about uh, this reporter's career and uh, um, Nikki Holiday uh, getting these diamonds for whatever uh, weird reason he needs to steal these diamonds. Yeah, because, I mean, I I had been thinking about this, too. Like, once he had this fabulous baseball diamond, it is pretty, well, it's pretty fabulous. I'll tell you that. It was huge. But it was pretty, you know, significant. Where did he think he was going to sell this or get money for this? You you would have to, like, have it cut down to smaller diamonds. But you'd need an expert to do that. Which also, do we know the baseball diamond itself wasn't cut down from maybe an even greater diamond to get it? Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, colonialism knows uh, no ends of evils. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, so it it all went down at the Mallory Gallery. Uh, You know, we already knew what time they were getting there. Um, Nikki, of course, having kind of unlimited funds at this point him and his sister like he's just taking his sister's money anyway they had all kinds of technological advances to go and steal this diamond and they were using them and these uh i will say they were not just models it's they had been taking self-defense classes they had been Mm -hmm. taking you know they really had been working up to face whatever was going to happen as they stole these diamonds sure um and so the fact that Kermit and Fozzie thought they could just get some random friends to help them stop was incredibly stupid, but that's what they thought. Thankfully, Miss Piggy got there and really she put her skills to the test and, and helped take everyone down. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, that was kind of it as they, they took down uh, Marla, Carla and Darla and Nikki. They were able to call the police and finally get Nikki arrested. As we said, most of the taking them down was Miss Piggy was herself, Piggy, the person yes. who had been framed. Um, and apparently, you know, there was quite a lot of people there. The um, investigative reporters had sort of um, amassed quite a crowd with them, which yeah, not of public. You know, this is the mm. public. You know, they kind of just allowed them to tag along to this potential, you know, jewel heist that they were investigating. Um, but yeah, they really didn't do that much at all, but apparently got a ton of the credit for sort of breaking the story. Yes, they did. They got, yeah, most of the credit. I don't think Miss Piggy got enough. She was the victim and the hero. She really was, so. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, I'm not sure if you guys have anything else, but I think that's all we really know about Nikki and the, the jewelry heist. Yeah, I think so. Uh, As we I, said, we don't ahead. really know what much of what happened to Nikki after that, apart from he was uh, he was charged, he was uh, put in jail. As, as far as I mean, I couldn't find anything else. Um, yeah, about you know, how long or anything like jail. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, okay, so I can't find the actual numbers, but um, I believe he was sentenced for six years for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, and you like you guys when I was talking to you before we were recording, you guys said you were surprised at that sentencing was so light because it's i mean obviously uh, sentencing in britain is very different to uh, to sentencing or sentences you get in the, the united states yeah so oh yeah in the u.s yeah. he would never be out of jail again yeah yeah but also we we haven't really heard anything about him since so we don't know what happened to him whether he i 
I think you know, Lady Holiday was like, okay, I actually, she probably was happy that the sentence was so light and she could try and move past this as quickly and quietly as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Do you think he maybe like had a, a change of name or something? She forced him to have a change of name because obviously his oh, surname. Oh, that's very likely. Yes. He, you know, what yeah. he did was damaging to the holiday brand. So yeah, then maybe out of prison he changed his name and that's why we can't find any information. I mean, he would be uh, around uh, 83 now so and uh um, now i'm worried i've seen like an old man in the street and not known that it was actually nikki holiday yeah lady holiday would be would be 80 now which is surprising well her her fashion line went on for quite some time we don't really hear about her much anymore or her fashion line but um i know it went well into like the the 90s and early 2000s even she was Mm -hmm. she was really but like everything in fashion it, it goes in and out so yeah, I think it was probably bought up at some point by another company, yeah, sure. and then sure. yeah. that was turned into something else. So it's just faded yeah. away. Yeah, but this this story stays in our hearts and minds, guys, because this yep. is like something and, uh, I, also, I remember as when, a kid when hearing we, about. We were well, sort of so. preparing for this episode. It's just kind of crazy. This huge, and plus, as a kid, the, the idea of a jewelry heist oh, was oh, kind sorry. of fun. I mean, now as an yeah. adult, I'm like, yeah, you can't be stealing things from people, but. <laughs> Uh, but as a kid, for sure, I was like, what? Someone stole, like, someone's necklace? So when I was doing some preparation work for this episode and obviously looking into this case, I did think about actually going to London and visiting some of the places where some of this this happened. Um, there isn't actually sort of a, a crime tour or anything for this particular case like you can for other you know, infamous stuff that happened in London. But unfortunately, a lot of the places no longer exist um, mm. that this was kind of around so you can see the buildings where they you know they would have been but no you know the club doesn't exist anymore um the hotel where the investigative reporters stayed is no longer there i think it was actually demolished um, i think it was condemned um, at the time i think it was condemned yeah it was probably condemned at the time i think it was actually eventually torn down and used to make office buildings when they were renovating that area because they were staying in a very cheap area of london uh, which is yes. no longer so cheap um it's london everywhere is expensive um and uh, yeah unfortunately the mallory gallery as well um it seems to have you know been incorporated into something else uh so i know for myself when looking into this case i mean obviously i googled some information there's uh some wikipedia information about nikki himself but i i ended up watching a documentary called the great uh i think it was called the great muppet caper did you guys watch Mm -hmm. that as well yes yeah that was the only thing i could really find on him yeah because I think that was the one that went more in depth um, into the reporters. So I wonder how much money was just put in by the the reporters themselves, to be honest. Yeah. Because it seemed like it really was their take on what happened. And I was like, uh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> There's yeah. so much of this story that it seems like either the maybe uh, Lady Holiday and the Holiday family kind of uh, whitewashed a lot of it out yes. of existence. Yeah. And the rest of it is just these reporters taking credit for for themselves yes i would definitely like to see them do you know for there to be like a a, another take on this like a documentary done by a a source that wasn't involved with the case you know a completely non-biased um uh documentary maker i think that would be really interesting we might actually get some information on what actually happened rather than just getting this this focus on the investigative reporters who, as we said, didn't really do that much to solve this case, even though they got a lot of the credit for it. Yeah. So, 
All right, so uh, I think that kind of wraps up talking about the case itself. Uh, Brad, would you like to introduce our next segment? All right, guys. Well, I think that means it's time for Judge, judge jury, jury, and Executioner. And executioner. Friends, uh, uh, just just to explain, and please stop sending us messages. We understand the title is somewhat misleading. Uh, we're going to be taking on the roles of judge, prosecutor, and defense. Yes. Yes, it's titled Judge, judge jury, jury, and Executioner. But A, we don't believe in the death penalty. No. Yep. And also, it's just a better title. I'm sorry. It's a better title. It's snappier. Deal with it. We're, we're locked into this. We're on our yep. second episode. It's too late to change course. Stop tweeting me and asking us to change it. It's not going to happen. I know there are uh, there are petitions saying um, online, getting people to... to we're not going to look at those petitions. This nope. is yeah. not... You don't get to make the decision. We've titled yeah. this before we started. We're on our second episode. It's too late to change the name. And deal with it. This is free entertainment. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. So if you've got a problem, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. It's time for Judge, Judge jury, jury, and Executioner. And of course, uh, just a reminder, we do uh, randomize these roles for fairness. And this week, I will be judge. I will be the prosecutor. And I will be defending Nikki Holiday. And it was I, I, I was excited that we swapped from our first episode. We all got mm-hmm. different roles. Yes. I really hope we swap again for our uh, next episode. We'll That'd see. Awesome. It's, it's up to the randomizer. Indeed. Thank the randomizer you. is the true, the true judge who judges us all. <laughs> as an impartial judge, I will be listening to both sides of this case. As uh, you bring in the case against uh, Nikki Holiday, um, of course, uh, I will ask the prosecution to uh, um, uh, make their statement uh, about the the podcast versus Nikki Holiday. Uh, okay, so Nikki Holiday, he has a long history of criminal activity. We know this. Uh, his sister, um, you know, she supported him. She gave him the job but she was also aware of his criminal activity if we're going to be asking ourselves whether or not Nikki Holiday is guilty of this crime this jewel heist of uh, attempting to steal the fabulous baseball diamond uh, baseball diamond from the Mallory gallery we just have to ask ourselves how many witnesses were there there was a lot of witnesses at the time even his own sister threw him under the bus there was the British constabulary. There was the British police force who were also witnesses who arrested him. There was this was made into a story. He admitted to doing this. People overheard him talking about plotting this jewel heist and other ones. Um, I I don't. I mean, Tammy, you got a hard job. I can't wait to hear what you say. But Nikki Holiday, he was a bad guy. Counselor, he counselor, had- counselor. <laughs> I'm going to have to interrupt you right there. Please don't antagonize the defense. Yeah, don't do it, because I'll be ready to go. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll stop sticking my thumbs in my ears and waggling my fingers around and sticking my tongue out at Tammy right now. Okay, so... um, no, but I just want to say, she there. there is witnesses. He was charged with this crime. His fingerprints were found on the diamonds. He framed someone else to do this. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious who did it. He was charged for it. He did hard time. I know we've talked about in our last episode, sometimes if someone is charged for a crime, they might be innocent. But in this case, I think the evidence is there, Your Honor. And in this case, I'm going to have to pass to Tammy. All right. Defense. 
Did Nikki Holiday steal the baseball diamond? The fabulous baseball diamond. No, he did not actually steal anything because he was he caught beforehand. To. Did he counselor, attempt? Counselor, I'm going to have to ask you not to interrupt opening statements. Okay, okay. What a bitch. No shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, did he attempt to? Of course he did, and he did admit to it. Where Were there circumstances outside of his control? I think I will have some evidence to prove that yes, there was. And while maybe he should have been arrested, I think really he should have gotten some well-deserved help. And we'll talk about that when I bring my exhibits to the courtroom. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Do we have any witnesses or anything? (laughs) Well, I don't know how that works. (laughs) I would like to quote, um, I would like to quote um, Nikki Holliday. This is a direct quote from him. This is in writing. It was used in the case originally in which he was convicted. He was asked why he was doing this robbery and he admitted himself. He is a villain. It's pure and simple. Okay, fair. He did say that. Uh, I will also say we heard from Lady Holiday herself, who just bashed her brother to no end. And we did discuss when we were talking about the case originally earlier in this episode. Um, if you'd like to rewind the tape, Claire, you can listen to us discuss it. That he, this was a crime of passion only against his sister. Does he need to be put in prison to save Uh, what the public from what he did no this was a family matter should have been handled by the family and not taken all the way to court and put in jail he hurt nobody really honestly Um, the other thing i'd like to bring as evidence i did have dr bob i don't know if you have uh seen his show called the muppet show dr bob is a professional And he went ahead and interviewed Nikki and was able to come up with a diagnosis for Nikki. He says, Dr. Bob says that he has histrionic personality disorder. I'll Hmm. uh, read some of the definitions of this disorder. You guys tell me if you think this fits Nikki. This personality reflects deeply ingrained patterns of behavior and in the manner of which individuals perceive, relate to, and think about themselves and their world. So some of the uh, personality traits of this disorder denote rigid, inflexible, and maladaptive patterns of thinking and behavior. We've seen this with Nikki. It leads to impairment in functioning and or significant internal distress. The guy was called, uh, what, what, what did his sister call him? Um, the irresponsible oh, parasite. parasite? Mm-hmm. You don't think that that has some effect on the way Nikki behaves? Also, some of the symptoms are self-centeredness, feeling uncomfortable when not the center of attention. We saw that at the club, that we knew that Nikki is always the life of the party. He's constantly seeking reassurance or approval. Can you imagine being a just around Lady Holiday and being treated like that day in and day out in front of everyone? We know for for a fact when Miss Peaky started, she had to sit and listen to Lady Holiday bitch about her brother immediately first day of working. Uh, Let's see. Some other things are excessive dramatics with exaggerated displays of emotion. How fast did he fall in love with Miss Piggy? Tendency to believe that relationships are more intimate than they actually are. Again, 
Miss Piggy is evidence of that. Uh, and he is highly suggestible. And I would also call out the fact that he worked with three of those models, Marla, Darla, and Carla. And I think they had a bigger influence over him than we're willing to admit. We would just like to blame it all on Nikki. I say Nikki had an actual disorder. Dr. Bob agrees with me. And I don't think he should have been arrested for it. I think he should have gotten help. Mm, interesting. Prosecution. Um, I, uh, while I agree he should have gotten help, unfortunately, there was a crime committed. And I don't, do not think this was a victimless crime. Um, the property that he did attempt to steal did belong to someone else. Yes, it belonged to his sister, but it is still not his property. If I was to steal from a member of my family, I would still, you know, that would still be a crime. Also, by stealing this diamond, presumably, as we said, it was going to be cut down to smaller pieces so that we he could then sell it. He is adding to the blood diamond trade, and that does have victims of it. Um, also, he is depriving the people, the visitors in the Mallory Gallery, of seeing this beautiful piece of art. So I do not think that this was a victimless crime. Um, I do believe he should have got some help, and I do believe that uh, the his upbringing had a large part of what he did. Um, I do think that there was a lot of uh, aggressiveness and contempt from his um, his sister, which must have added to uh, the fact that he, he wanted to do this almost to prove himself. However, he is still guilty of this crime and therefore should receive some punishment for it. I, I've got t two things uh, about what you just shared. So one thing is that you, you spoke about not being a victimless, victimless crime, that this was taken from his sister. Uh, we have heard from his sister, we have heard from Lady Holiday that she knew he took things from her all the time. She never had an actual problem with it at all, nor attempted to do anything about it and just allowed this to continue. Why would he think this was any different, especially uh, with his mental health? The second thing is... You did mention that this jewel was part of probably some kind of blood diamond trade. Who did this diamond actually belong to? Who was the original thief here? Not Nikki. The original thief was probably historically somewhere along his family line that included Lady Holiday. I can't say that he's stealing from anyone when this was already a stolen good. Uh, counselor, I I do uh, I want to I want to question this just for the record. Of course, um, <coughs> the prosecution. Um, you you did mention that um, depriving people of being able to see this in the gallery, but I do think we need to put into record that this was only in the gallery to protect it from being stolen. Correct. Um, correct, but it would have had. Uh public viewings um, in order to kind of show it off. So it wasn't on display all the time, but the, it did, it was uh, used in various exhibitions so that the public could enjoy it, much like okay. the, right. the Crown Jewels, for instance. All right. um, you can, I would you can also point now. to, okay, I, I would also point to another victim of this crime, which is uh, Miss Piggy herself. She was framed for this crime. She actually did nothing wrong with this and she was framed by Nikki Holiday and did go to jail and do time for this. And if she hadn't escaped and managed to prove her innocence, then she may still be in jail now and he would have gotten away with it. And if we were here prosecuting on Nikki on falsifying evidence and 
um, framing Miss Piggy, that would be a different story. But that's not what we're here to discuss today. Boom. Sorry. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sneeze. I sneezed in response. Sorry. <laughs> Is that all uh, you have for me, counsel? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, the evidence is there. He was caught red-handed stealing it. There are multiple eyewitnesses. As you said, his sister was well aware that he would uh, steal items from her. This is not out of character for him. If we are um, convicted on whether he did this crime or not, this particular crime, and we can discuss his accomplices separately, but in terms of him committing this crime, I think the evidence is overwhelming that he did commit this crime. And not only did he commit it, he also set someone else up and he framed them to take the fall for him. Uh, Counselor's approach to the bench, please. Alright, here's... uh, The prosecution did not um, open this up to other crimes. So I'm going to have to strike all of this from the record. Um, Every every mention of setting other people up for other crimes, that's not what we're here to discuss today. So anymore, and I may have to throw this case out completely, uh, but I am striking all of that from the record. And going forward, I don't want to hear about other crimes. I am interested Understood. in the case we're discussing, and that's all. Thank you, Judge. Uh, if you want it um, otherwise, um, you should have uh, uh, mentioned it uh, when you were uh, presenting your case in the opening. <laughs> Un- understood, uh, uh, Your Honor, and I apologize. All right. all right, thank you. I was I let I let myself get away with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I, I understand that completely as a fellow lawyer. Uh, I understand this completely. <laughs> well, we're all together now. Um, are we prepared for uh, closing arguments? Uh, yes. All right. Prosecution? Uh, yes. My closing argument um, remains pretty much the same as my, my opening argument is that um, ignoring everything else with this crime, if we're just focusing on whether or not... Uh, the the person in question, Nikki Holiday, did commit this crime of stealing the fabulous baseball diamond. Um, we have multiple eyewitnesses. We have the paperwork of him planning this robbery with his um, his uh, co-conspirators. We have his co-conspirators' um, testimony. They were also charged for us, and they have implicated him in the crime as well. We have eye eyewitnesses. We have the police. We have the you know the actual. Um, uh, evidence in court um, and we have a behavior and a personality type that suggests that this is it, it, this is something that he's completely capable of. I think it's pretty much case closed. Case of diamonds that is. Stolen diamonds. Alright. Alright. Uh, defense? Uh, I don't think that there was a question of if Nikki was involved in this crime at all. I, But I do think that given his um, history with his sister, that there was no history there to tell him that stealing this diamond was actually going to land him in jail. I don't think he went into this knowing how severe um, criminally and criminally charged he would be. So I think there's that. I think I also proved that we have new evidence from Dr. Bob about his mental health and where that actually fit into play of the reasons behind why he would do what he did. Because of that, I don't think he should have been arrested. Sure, because in the moment, that's what you do. But with all of this uh, evidence, you know, and, and really uh, even going back to the idea of this blood diamond, the fact that he 
this was already a stolen diamond. This is not something that he stole from somebody else. He, this was simply a family matter that really got out of hand. I think with all this evidence, I would say his, his he really should not have been charged with anything. This should have been handled internally. Case closed. All right. All right. Um, please give me a, a few moments to deliberate. Um, but um, as I deliberate, I'm um, just, uh, just curious. Uh, uh, Tammy, how do you feel about your case? I think I presented a lot of great evidence here today. I'm I feel very strongly about the outlook for Nikki and uh, and really hopefully just getting him the help he needs. Okay, all right, great. Uh, Claire, how are you feeling about the case? I think uh, I think Tammy did a very admirable job and I have to applaud her for um, presenting new evidence and the evidence that um, of Nikki's psychological state. However, I do feel that the evidence, if we are looking at it as... Um, uh, as a black and white case of whether or not he is guilty of this crime or innocent of this crime, the evidence is overwhelming that he is guilty of stealing uh, the uh, fabulous baseball diamond or attempting to steal the fabulous baseball diamond. And as such, he should face the consequences of that um, because he does appear to be someone who who did have uh, recognition of the difference between right and wrong. Cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm almost done deliberating. Let me just one more little second. All right, all rise. Ready to re-enter the courtroom. <clears throat> There's a lot to think about with this case. Yes, the diamonds were stolen. Uh, uh, larger diamonds were uh, attempted to be stolen. Definitely. I, I think a, a lot of good points were made about uh, the mental state of Nikki Holiday of uh, what abuses uh, he had uh, endeared uh, from his sister. Also, I think it can't go without mentioning this is a case very much about class. Um, This is, these are wealthy people puppeting uh, the the people below them, um, taking advantage of them based on class. And on that, I... Personally, I would love to throw Lady Holiday in a guillotine, but as as a judge, I, that is not an option I have on the table. I have to work within the law, so I can't do that. Uh, Lady Holiday is not on trial today. Maybe she should be, but what we do have on trial is her brother. I I find this very suspicious. A great point was made that this diamond isn't Lady Holiday's to own to begin with. And if that's the case, what crime is it if her brother steals it? I, 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 I have a lot of trouble with that. These rich people stealing from rich people is not something I care much to spend a lot of time with. Um, now other people were hurt in the process and that is a problem. Um, but that's always the case with the wealthy. And again, why, why Lady Holiday should be the one being charged here, but that's not the case in front of me. I don't know that we can say that Lady Holiday owns this diamond, and I can't bring myself to prosecute Nikki Holiday for its theft. I don't think this is a problem that should involve the court system. I feel like these rich people should just fight this out amongst themselves and leave everyone else alone. There's a huge problem with class here, and I, I think 
It doesn't do anyone good. Even even though Nikki Holiday is a wealthy member of the aristocracy, I don't like prosecuting him for violating the uh, violating the social code with his sister. I don't care. I'm going to throw this case out. I cannot prosecute Nikki Holiday. He goes free. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my god. I feel like a beauty queen today. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Tammy. I think you did a, a, an admirable job and I would uh, I'm offering you my hand. I don't know if you can see it, Tammy. I'm offering you my hand to shake. I I am well, shaking job, your counselor. hand back. Thank you. You you also I, I understand where you were coming from and uh thank you for for giving me the opportunity to uh, defend Nikki today. I'm also uh, issuing um, damages to Nikki Holiday to be paid by his sister for any time spent in jail. Oh, gosh. I'm tearing up. I think that's I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, that was... Wow. That was a, a great time. I feel so good because I really needed to make up for, <laughs> for not winning my case last time. Uh against a fake person (laughs) and i feel i i i think that is fair i you know i i do think that that nikki holiday um did commit a crime but i do think there was a lot of extenuating circumstances yeah um you know and he he's had a rough time of it and i you know for him all i can all i can say is that i hope hope that something better comes along yeah i um i thank you brad i think you were a fair judge fair and firm thank you thank you Yes, thank you, Judge Brad. And that was Judge, Judge, Jury, Jury, and Executioner. So next time on True True Crime, uh, we are going to cover the case of... We're staying in London. We are staying in London. It's pretty exciting. But we're kind of going with an old school crime. We're going to cover the case of Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, the new Stephen Sondheim Merrill Prince musical thriller starring Angela Lansbury. And Glenn Carey. What happened then? Well, that's the play, and he wouldn't want us to give it away. Not Sweeney. Not Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> uh, so. Brad, would you like to go ahead and see who will be the judge, prosecutor, and defender in that case? Yes. And I'm very excited about this case because I have visited locations from this case. Oh. Historical locations. I'm very excited. So, of course, uh, this means uh, we need to figure out uh, what our roles will be when we uh, jump into judge, judge jury, jury, and executioner. And executioner. Again, these are all randomized. And and again, again, please, no more messages. We will not be uh, there will not I be a jury anymore. or an executioner. Yeah. It'll be a prosecution, defense, and a judge. So just. unless you would like to be a jury um, as our listeners and send in your thoughts on these cases, absolutely, feel free to be a, a jury of one. Um, but please don't expect to be included because it's just the title of the segment. But so, if you want to make yourself a little a little badge saying jury member, like feel free. Absolutely. We should what sell those. We, if, when this podcast blows up and gets huge, we should sell jury member badges. <laughs> yeah. When we have a fucking uh, fundraising drive and give away enamel <laughs> pins. Hey, yeah. give us give us $120 and we'll give you an enamel pin that says juror on it. 
<laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> All right, so I am I am on uh, the website www keamk.com which uh, uh randomizes like a radio uh, station <laughs> yeah Kim K I don't I don't know what this is but uh it randomizes things and uh all right so next week in the podcast versus Sweeney Todd judge Tammy <gasps> I'm so happy well done Tammy <laughs> for the prosecution Claire <gasps> And I will be defense of Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Uh, good luck, you guys. Have your jo- good luck. <laughs> you have your job cut out, Brad. Cut out maybe with a uh, a razor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, all right, guys. Uh, thank you for just really talking about this case with me. Uh, such an interesting history that we'll never know a lot about however <laughs> we did get um a fun jewel heist yeah so, before yeah. we go fun. back into some some murder so yeah we need to take a break from murder every so often i mean like uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's just got to be done it gets a bit too heavy going into researching these murders yeah it gets dark it gets dark yeah. uh and it again if you out there uh, want to send us some thoughts please do so also send us uh, any ideas you have of cases you want us to cover and research yes. send us those as well absolutely and they don't have to be murders as you've seen this week yep i would lo- i would love to get a get an identity theft case <laughs> <laughs> oh what jerks those guys are yeah let's do that all right guys with that i think we're out Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via true true crime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at true true crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.